Got on that plane. Almost missed my flight. Because I read the flight number wrong. Almost missed my flight. <laughs> That's one of the worst feelings, bro. I've been there as well, bro. You're going to do that at least one time. You're going to read that at least one time. read that flight wrong. I remember, I think, here's a cut real quick. I was thinking it was this gig. No, the gig before this. It was like, I just kept getting these notifications like, where are you at from the airline? Like, <laughs> well, I'm like, why are they texting me? My flight's still tomorrow. Hell, look at it. like, no. Your flight today. I was like, oh, my goodness. Anyways, get to Columbia. First first month, went, went good. It was good. We was, we was like first in the league. We was playing good. Everything was good. We, had, we were standing in like an okay place. Everything good. And then it just took a turn for the worst. <laughs> just an absolute turn for the worst. Owner just decide, I'm not going to pay nobody else no more. The owner was like a cartel dude. Like I ain't never heard or seen from this dude ever again since I Hey, they really bought their life down there. Like it's, it's serious, bro. Hey. I don't want to put bad mouth in all Colombia. Like, they need they spark back up and all that. But it's really be like that in those situations. Like, they really be having cartel owners and they really be having, uh, like, these people. And you got to understand that these people don't abide by the rules. They don't they, they don't live by, like, I'm going to take you to court. Like, you crazy? Like, so he just decides, I'm not going to pay nobody else. He paid us the first month. Luckily, because I was hoping and my teammate was hoping. The other two, they didn't get paid. Y'all wasn't hooping good enough. So, y'all ain't going to get paid like we did. Like you said, you can't go up to them and be like, hey, pay my money. I'm sorry. Like, hey. It was at the point. And we were like all rookies at the time. It was like two or three of us as rookies at the time. It was like, what else are we going to do? Step, sit out on games. Like, we ain't got nothing else to do. We're in this messed up situation. They moved us into this apartment. No Wi-Fi. And if you're overseas and you don't have Wi-Fi, boy, you know that it was out the game. You out the game. No Wi-Fi. We had to move into another apartment. One bedroom. Eight bunk beds. Eight. <laughs> 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 Bro, you guys are supposed to very rookie story. Bro, you are so strong, man. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God, bro. I, and this is the thing, bro. Like we talked about, you know, he said it's 70% of basketball players. Well, professional basketball players don't make it after they first year. Bro, like I said, I thought it was going to be at least 85. It might be, bro. It might be. Listening to your story, bro, I would quit. It ain't me. I can't handle it. No. That's not how it turned out. I thought I'm going to be like, just everybody think they're going to be living with NBA trade. You know what I mean? They see like the the players going to treatment rules, getting rough around, and getting all the Gatorade shakes and the, the drinks, and then you go get all your eight hours and 12 hours of sleep, and then... You're going to come to a arena where you get in the gym, whatever you like. No. 
you come into some crazy situations. Proceed, my brother. But this, okay, so that man said eight bucks. Eight bucks, man. Is, I can't. I wish. I wish I was making it up, but I swear it was like eight bunk beds, like just bunk. And we just like y'all expect us to stay here. It was a, a old lady would come in. She cook one time a day. They used to bring us like we literally, like all of us was just like had no money. We used to all just scrap together like. It had to be like $2 and change, bro, in their money just to get a bag. Like, they don't have jug waters, bags. The water is in a bag. A literal, a literally a bag. And I'm going to go on. Are you still there? Okay. It was spinning a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's like literally a bag of water, like a big three liter of a bag water and we used to just scrape together like two or three dollars between like five six people just to give make sure we all we all fill up our bottle one time you better last that one bottle gonna last you the whole day didn't have no wi-fi so we used to just walk to the mall like 20 minutes away sit at the mall all day long because the only place that had wi-fi the only place here so we literally be at the mall and then we used to just go and get like the free scoops of like ice cream, like the samples. We used to just go and get like the sample ice cream. We would get one every single day. Right. And that's like, that's pretty much how we spent our day. That's literally how it was going down. Shout out. I can't remember this dude's name, but shout out to this old head. There was this old black dude that used to work. And I felt like the CIA, he used to hoop. He was retired and he had a crib out there. So he used to come through every now and then. And just buying some food, like, yeah, I got y'all, what y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, he really looked up. Old head, like, 60, 65. He was like, yeah, I just go to the to the States and chill. I got my my place out here. He would come, hey, you go, be the sunshine. Shout out to that. It's always good to have that. Old black dude, too. He really looked out. But you meet some, you meet some uh, unexpected people. Unexpected as well. Unexpected, unexpected. So... Let me let me not skip this part because this is this is another part. So the, so right before the owner left, right right before he left, he always had this one big fat guy with him. This one big fat guy, and he he was basically his bodyguard. He was the owner's bodyguard. So he since we wasn't getting paid, he wasn't getting paid neither. So then he was just like, "Hey man, I need my money." So the owner just wasn't in rock with him. And he was like, hey, man, I need my money. And he wasn't saying nothing. He was just ignoring him, too. So at the time, I couldn't speak Spanish, but I had a couple guys I could translate. He was like, hey, pack your bags up. Get your stuff. Like, don't even know. He's like, don't even get your bags. Just grab your phone. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we literally hit, like, squandered up and I had to leave, like, the apartments we was in because he was like, I'm finna come up and I'm finna shoot all these buildings and stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> Who's the bodyguard said, I'm finna come shoot up this whole spot. Like, we literally had to, like, pack, like, grab our, like, phones. And, like, we always ran to the mall. Because, like, the mall ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, the safe spot. But we literally had to run to the mall because he really was like, I'm finna go shoot up this whole spot. And was, like, dead serious. Like, I'm finna come shoot this joint up. So we had, we just, like, bro, we got on. Chilled at the mall for like three, four hours. It was like, yeah, that was a pretty smart decision. 
It was, bro, it was like eight of us. We had to be like, do something. The culture's there. Like, it was just, it was, this is just, this is the first year. All this is happening, as I'm saying, all this happens in like a six month period. This is just, this is my first year. This is my rookie year of basketball. This is all the stuff that's happened. Did you, did you finish in Columbia your rookie year? I did finish. I did finish the season because I actually finished the season and we didn't have a, a flight home. They didn't get our flight home. So I was pretty much stuck in Columbia and couldn't get home. So I'm looking at how can I like get up out of here. I literally had to go to like the U.S. Embassy try to get them to like, they'll loan you money. Like if you ever get stuck, the U.S. Embassy, like they'll take your passport down and they'll loan you money, but they'll like put like a block on your passport until you pay that money back. So I was just trying to figure that out until my mom was like, nah, don't even worry about it. Like, I don't want you to have that on your passport. Let me know and I'll book you a flight. So my mom bought me a flight home. He left. We didn't get paid. We was there for like three months. I didn't have a flight home and got ended up getting stuck out there. So she ended up buying my ticket home. <clears throat> but I finished the season and it was actually one of the best things for me was to finish the season because other teams were still looking. And that was just that situation. But other teams were established. Like there were some really good established like it's still like right now, Columbia's like rocking right now. I mean I know a couple of guys like it's really jumping right now. So that was that situation. Right after that, luckily, I I guess I played good enough. Another person seen me and seen my stats and was like, hey, do you want to come play in Saudi Arabia? So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Just to be clear, because you made the journey. This is still your rookie year, right? This is my rookie year, bro. All right, carry y'all up. Man. This is my rookie. This is still my rookie year. This is still my first year. So like one week after I, I finally got up on the stage, I mean out of Colombia, I got the job to go to um, Saudi Arabia. Went to Saudi Arabia. I was there for five days. Five days. You just know when somebody don't rock with you. You know? Oh yeah. If they they let it be know very, very clearly. For no reason. For no reason. The agent, agent told him one thing. I'm just, I'm just here because y'all brought me here to go play. Hey, we're gonna bring you in here, but like, okay. And he just giving me this cut eye, like, like you lied to me. You no good. I'm like, bro, I don't even know you. Like, I've been here for three days. I'm killing everybody in practice because, sorry, but people in that league was just, I'm sorry, but trash. We got guys that's like working in Pizza Hut. Coming to be on your team, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, are these my teammates? Like, this can't be really my teammates. Yeah, I played out there, and what you're saying is pretty accurate, bro. It's not a bit. I will say it, it's improved. It's improved, but yeah, there's only certain ones. There's only certain ones and certain teams, you know. So, anyways, got out of that, got cut. That probably was already with the loneliest and like the most shook time of my life, bro. Cause I just remember I was on the, I was on the plane, coming back, and they gave me the money for like the five days. 
They gave me the money. So I, I told I told you on that side of my book. <laughs> so they gave me the money for the plane, and I was just so like, bro, I was just so shook, like heartbroken, bro. Like I'm like, bro, what in the world is going on? Like this can't, like I can't do this. I literally bought me something to drink. I think I was flying through England. I had a connection to England. I bought like a big bottle of like Jack Daniels, and I was just drinking that joint on the plane. Just drunk, mad drunk, crying the whole, I cried the whole way home. Eight hours, I cried the whole way home, bro. It just got drunk and cried the whole way home. I was just so like, but six months, all that's happened in six months time. And I'm like, and I was on probation. <laughs> I was like, what is going on, bro? Basketball. I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. It was just, it was just, actually, oh my God, it's Monday. That's that's a Monday motivation type story, type journey right there. Cause boy, like I said, I couldn't have been able to handle that. And I know a lot of other people wouldn't have been able to handle that. So, man, man. I, I, I kind of, you know, we've been brothers. We've been keeping up with each other's career. I know what's going on, but I kind of forgot. It's good to talk about it because I, I kind of forgot you went to water. Yeah, bro. Remember, like, like you say, I helped you get that job. I forgot that I even hit up the agent to like put you on. You know what I mean? Just like, <clears throat> I remember you went to Sony, but I didn't realize that was your rookie year. Yeah. So it's like, bro, like I said, bro, salute to you. Cause man, to be where you at now, man, and, bro, that's some major accomplishment, bro. That just shows your toughness and your mental toughness. That's all it is, mental toughness. That's pretty much all it is. And if I didn't, I if that didn't, if I couldn't survive that, there was no way I would have been able to survive nine years to this point. There's nowhere because that's not even the worst that's happened to me in my career as a plan. But that was definitely a a, a benchmark of hey, do you really want to play basketball? Because if you can't handle this. Forget about a career. You're not going to be able to handle it. Like, they feel like, you know, the most painful things you go through and, like, the most uh, adversity you go through, it, it just, you know, sharpens you and strengthens you for future obstacles, man. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure that after that, you probably went through your struggles overseas, but it wasn't to that extreme. Yeah, the rookie year. Oh yeah, because you learned so much and you had to in- endure like so many other emotions and how to do business and like what's a good deal, what's a bad deal, just how important Wi-Fi was. Wi-Fi is border. The Wi-Fi is king. You better have my Wi-Fi over here. Listen, that bet me in every country. Low key, bro, your your rookie season has gotta be like uh one of your most important seasons. Just with just the amount of stuff you learn. You learned about different currencies. If you are a different uh country where they all speak English, you learn a little bit of words, particularly you might not you, of course you're not gonna speak fluent as it's just being a year out there, but you pick up words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You learn about cultures, like sometimes the cultures aren't the same as is, and is in America, you know what I mean? They, they might feel a certain way. That might rub you to something uh, a certain way, you know what I mean? But you still got to keep professional and play basketball, so. 100%, yeah. bro. 
on the bad first year is crucial. It's low-key make or break. It is. Kind of like in college, too. That first year is make or break. It's the hardest year you got to get through. If you can't get through that first year, that first situation, you really don't recoup after that. You really don't recoup. And that, those are definitely, I remember just that first going to Columbia, just sitting in the airport for like 10 hours, bro. Like, just so tired. Just tired, bro. I was just so tired because I didn't know where to go. Couldn't get in contact with the team. Couldn't get in contact with the agent. I just remember just sitting in the corner in the airport on the ground just laying on my bags uh, like, what am I doing? Like, asking myself this question, like, what am I doing? Where am I at? Like, I really want to go home. I really want to go home. And I was like, you know, for me, bro, my journey, <laughs> compared to going, <laughs> not to rub it in, was not so bad. I don't know. <laughs> Compared to yours, I went to the NBA because, you know, uh, lucky enough, I remember yesterday too, bro. That's so crazy. You was there with me. My team was there with me. The whole Grammy and C, really. And, uh, yeah, we had finished our, our senior season. And I was just, I had a mindset like, hey, it's time to go pro. It's time to go pro. It's time to go pro. I had no clue how to enter my name in the NBA draft. And I knew already I wasn't going to get drafted. You know what I mean? Right. Like, had I gone to a combine maybe or something like that, I might have kind of changed my feet. Might have slid into the GV lady right after uh, Savannah State. Probably. But, you know, of course, going to the NBA was a dream of mine. But real life happens, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, cool. It's time to find a job overseas. And I never thought I'd be overseas, especially not hooping. But it's time to make that dream come true because... Yeah, I, I didn't want to do anything else. I wanted to play professional basketball. So, um, I forgot how I came ab- how I came about. But hey, guys, thanks for tuning into the show. Please subscribe on our YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to your podcast. I greatly appreciate it.